welcome to episode 126 of the Mandarian Orange Show. I'm Phil Vecchio. And I am still summer Janelle in quarantine Vecchio. Nice. My voice kind of cracked on that. Cracky? Yeah, cracky McCrackens. <laughs> so you're Phil McCracky McCrackinson? That's it. Sinson. Sinson. Um, yeah, it's still summer. Um, still summer. We haven't checked in in a little while. It's been, I don't know, like a couple weeks, I guess. Guys, we may be home all the time, but we're playing hard. Yes, we are. Like, we're having our days go into middle of the nights to middle of the mornings. We're all on... (laughs) See, this is what I said. If we were going to, like, travel overseas, we'd be in a different time zone anyway. Mm-hmm. So our bodies are adjusting because they're used to, in summertime, us being in a different time zone. Yeah. Sometimes four hours difference. Well, even or more, more if when we're in Europe. Europe. Asia, you know. Yeah. So we're just adjusting. So basically, we're all staying up past midnight and then sleeping until noon. In fact, it's past midnight right now. That's right. I mean, at least while we're recording. Business as usual. That's right. And our... Are kids asleep? Oh, no. No, they're they're watching a movie. They're watching a show. That's right. Well, it's been uh, eventful and, like, uneventful all at the same time. <laughs> we still, aside from a few isolated incidents, have not gone out. Um, we'll tell you about we'll, the We'll tell you about those incidents. in a little bit, yeah. Um, so, I guess we should jump into that, right? Yeah. Let's get to the news. Please rate and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, or wherever you listen to our podcast. I have to tell you, it never gets old to me that this is part of our news segment, by the way. Yeah, it's funny. I think so. (laughs) (laughs) It's hilarious. Um, also, if you guys would like to email us, you may do so at mandarinorangeshow at gmail.com or you can contact us through Facebook or other social media outlets. And also in the news, don't forget to follow us on Insta, Twitter, and Facebook. Just Page look and up group. at Mandarian Orange Show. Yeah, we're all over the place. A lot of good stuff been going on on Instagram, so if you guys are not following us there, you're missing out. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Well, as we talked about last time, uh, we, you know, we're in still in the midst of a global pandemic, social unrest, at least here in the United States, mm-hmm. and uh, all kinds of other fun and exciting adventures. And um, like we said before. We're not ignoring those things. We're simply providing conversation and interesting, fun things to talk about that are alongside of those things. But seriously, though, if you do need somebody to reach out to and talk to, we're here for you. Phil and I still have opinions and and we, um, you know, are there for you guys if you need somebody. Yeah. Again, you can write to us or message us or whatever, and we don't have to, like, talk about it. If you're curious or you want to talk more or get more details or anything like that, once again, just a reminder, everybody deserves love, everyone. 
uh, is worthy and all people are uh, equal. Yes. That being said, there is definitely uh, systems in place, at least in our country and probably other places in the world, that are unfair to certain people. And those people definitely deserve special attention right now. Yeah. And, uh, and it, we agree with that. Yeah. And it's not a political thing to us. It's the right thing. <laughs> yeah. I think that's enough said there because what we want to do now is talk about what's going on in our lives. <laughs> Some people really want to hear, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, let's, let's see. First up, we got to do a little plup date. All right. Give us the stats. Well, the 5,000 piece puzzle is coming along. It's definitely faster than the 7,500 piece one, but uh, it's going to take a while. I started it on May 1st. In that time, you guys have done, I don't know how many, lost track of how many puzzles, and now Lego sets galore. You finished your friend's Lego. I finished my first Lego set. It's very exciting. I was going to do a TikTok of it, but um, I saw a similar one on TikTok, and I don't know if I'm allowed to do a TikTok. That's the whole point of TikTok is everyone copies each other. I know, they do all copy each other with like little variations. Just do it. So, I'm going to post a TikTok on our Mandarin Orange Show TikTok, which we didn't plug. We have a Mandarin Orange Show TikTok. It doesn't have a lot of content on there yet. There's like five TikToks. There's a lot of content, in my opinion. Oh, also, um, I guess we'll talk about this in a little bit, but the kids have a YouTube channel now. Oh my gosh, they do. And... It's so good, guys. It's so cute. We'll tell you about it later All right, we'll in get the to segment. That. We'll get to that. We'll pitch it. Um, so that's the update there. You put on here yard work, so I'm curious to hear what um, you wanted to talk about with yard work. That was left over from our notes last time, but I will tell you, we have been having so much fruit. Yeah, we have. Like, so much fruit. We don't need to buy any because we have so much. Now, in case someone hasn't been following along for the years and years that I've been talking about this on this show and many other shows I've been a part of, we do have an orchard uh, in the backyard. We call it the Vecchia Orchard. And uh, we have a good number of fruit trees. In uh, quarantine alone, we've had the benefit of oranges, cherries, apricots, Plums, figs, we also have strawberries, mm-hmm. obviously that's not on a tree, but we've gotten strawberries, and um, I forget anything else that we've actually eaten that have been ripe. I think that's it. I think it. that's it so far, but then coming soon, we got peaches, we got white nectarines. Different variety of, of fig. No, four different types of figs. So far, just one of them has ripened, but we've got four different ones. Those trees are loaded. Um... Then later in the year, we have uh, persimmons. We also have almonds and walnuts. Uh, those are nuts, I realize, not fruit, but you know. Um, we have, and then we have oranges. We have two different types of oranges. And uh, we also have lemons and limes. Actually, the limes we've gotten for years, but we actually have, it'll probably be the first time our lemon tree has ever fruited. Really? I, I don't think, know that. I, I don't think we're going to have much, probably one or two. But um, it's exciting because we got that one when it was really little. and It was like a stick. And then it had some troubles for a couple of years. But uh, it's finally recovered and we got some 
some lime or some lemon come in there. Yay. So that's exciting. Plus, we also have oregano and uh, um, what's the other one? Rosemary mm-hmm. that we get and we use as seasonings. So, anyway, a lot of fun stuff that we produce in our yard. And uh, it saves a lot on the fruit bill, like you said. Oh, we have a pear tree that hasn't fruited yet because it's young and needs and to be. And you're growing an um, avocado seed. Yeah. Those never take outside, though. They, It's too cold. It gets too cold. Most of the year it's fine Just here, but it's a little it inside. too cold. Yeah, but eventually, in order to get big enough to make fruit, it's got to be outside at some point. And as soon as it gets, like, we get one frost here and it's over. You know, unless Wait, they're, like, really could, like, established. bag it up we for could. the frost. We'll see. <laughs> I've, I've been burned too many times with the avocados. So. All right. Yeah. So. There's your orchard update. Are we moving on to the big news? Yeah, so we had a string of big events that we haven't recorded since for a little while. And part of it is because of this first one. Yes. Because we have had... A crazy time. Um, in fact, this happened right after we recorded the last one, like right after. Yeah. And so I didn't get around to editing the last one and posting it for a while because of this event. And so we posted it after the thing happened. You might have seen on social media that it happened. And then I posted the episode we recorded beforehand. So tell us about, um, we'll call it Audrey's Big Scare because he wrote that. So I was sitting on the floor disinfecting. Our groceries that just came. Yes. And Audrey came running in. And at first we thought, like, she was just having trouble with the video game she was playing with. And then she said she couldn't feel half of her face. And when we looked at it, it was, like, drooping. It wasn't that she couldn't feel it, because she could still feel. But her it wasn't responding. It wasn't, like, responding. She was trying to move it. And um, Phil and Luke started running around the house screaming. I definitely panicked. Is that what you're getting at there? And I, like, dropped the groceries, ran in. I said, Audrey, sit down. You need to call your mom. (laughs) Because I've I've had a couple adult friends, never, like, kid friends or kids that I know. I don't have kid friends. Never had any kid friends? You've had some adult friends, but no kid friends? Okay. That have had this thing called Bell's Palsy, and I wanted to know, like, was she having a stroke, or was... Because she was with it, and she was communicating, but was she having a stroke, or was it Bell's Palsy? And sure enough, you called your mom, she did some tests over the phone with her, and... She said, it sounds like it's Bell's palsy. Take her to the emergency room. So I decided it was my turn to go. Yeah, because if you remember correctly, I took Luke into the emergency room and earlier. And Phil was having lockdown. a panic attack, too. So I did- just... I freaked out because it looked like she was having a yeah. stroke. And I know, like, because our friend Josh, who's a listener and friend of the show yes. as well... Um, I knew that he had had that, but in the heat of the moment, I wasn't rationally thinking of, oh, what friends do we have that have had similar things? I just was like, 
freaking out and didn't know what to do. Well, I just gave you something to do. Luke, I said, just comfort sister, hug her, but try not to <laughs> panic. But I I don't know why. Like, I'm a very panicky person. I totally, like, have anxiety attacks. But I, for some reason, my teacher... My teacher calm kicked in, and I was able to um, get everybody calmed down. And um, once we knew it wasn't a stroke, I think it was, like, kind of, like, a relief, but it's still really stressful. Well, it helped. it's very visual. Yeah, because you were on the drive down with her, and I got on the phone after I talked to my mom and my brother, Matt, who are the nurses in the family. Yeah. Uh, I got on the phone with Josh and Rachel, and they were telling me all about Josh's experience with yeah. her. And that, like, helped immensely for me, and then I was able to relay that to you because, I, I you know, and I remember this happening with Josh, but again, like, in the heat of the moment, I'm not thinking back to all the stuff Josh told me. I'm just panicking, you know? Right. So hearing him talk about it and what his experience was and that ultimately, and it's it's such a weird thing, but ultimately after all the weirdness and stuff, as far as he can tell and it's from research we did other people and stuff and what the doctor said, there's not really a lasting impact. They don't really always know what causes it. Sometimes they think there's certain yeah. things that trigger it, but at least in Audrey's case, there was nothing in particular that triggered it. Nope. That they could point to. Well, they kept they kept asking like, well, has she been out? Like, it could be caused from a virus. And Audrey has not left the house. She's the one person who hasn't gone out for any reason. Yeah, even because like when I went out with Luke for the emergency yeah. room, you had to close down your classroom. Like, and even then, we were extremely cautious with masks and washing hands and everything. Audrey hasn't been out of the house. I mean, she's gone in the backyard, but, like, there's no way she could have caught a virus of any kind. And so they were very, like, at the the hospital we brought her to is, like, a university, so there's a lot of students and stuff, so they were all interested to see, Mm. like... This case, and they kept like asking me questions about, have you gone on hikes or anything? And I'm like, no, we really haven't. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. So they basically, aside from doing actual neurological exam, which we are gonna follow up with just in case with her, they said, no, just there's nothing we can point to that it caused it. It just happens sometimes. They said it'd go away in a couple weeks. And sure enough, it's been a couple weeks now. Let's see. This it was three weeks. So three weeks ago, yesterday, I didn't even like look today. But as of like yesterday, when we checked, it was like ninety nine percent. She's so close, but if you're, you can tell. If you were to it's like, still kind of like weak. Just a little bit, but like every day it gets better. She can't even like it doesn't. It's not affecting her. Yeah. Because the hard part during the recovery for her and Josh kind of confirmed this was her eye got real dried out because it didn't doesn't close. The muscles aren't responding, right. so it doesn't close right. Even, like, when she's trying to sleep, it stays open, and she doesn't blink with it or wasn't, you know, at the time. And so we've got eye drops. We got her some eye patches and, like, medical tape that helped to tape it closed for sleeping and stuff. And other than that, aside from it, like, just not working, it was kind of hard for her to eat. Yeah. Some, you know, especially messy foods that kind of dribble a little yeah. extra. 
But and that's really it. It didn't have any like adverse effect on her. Yeah. Um, and it, things like Bell's palsy can last like six months to a year. So we're so thankful that at three weeks she's almost yeah. better. Well, um, it seems like, I mean, just anecdotally, but from the people we talked to, older people seem to take a little bit longer to recover from it. Yeah. Um, you know, she's young and so yeah. it's pretty quick. But it, what did, seems like maybe took even a few days longer than Josh, if I remember correctly. Yeah. He was like around 12 days or something yeah. and she took a little bit longer. But when it, it just kind of gradually each day, like you would take pictures and yeah. we kind of mark how it changed. And, and the... Before and after, it's wow. Yeah. So. So it was terrifying at first, but ultimately wound up being like if you had to go to the emergency room in the pandemic, it was one of the less impactful things in the long run. You know, it yeah. could have been. Um, Not my favorite going to the emergency room during the pandemic. No. It's really i mean you know to be fair though i'm glad you got to do it since i did too we both got to experience yeah. that you know but um that's a positive way to look at it right <laughs> well i like you know was really careful we didn't sit down we were wearing masks and stuff and i was kind of like standing in the corner because there were like not a lot of people but it was kind of busy and People seem to think that it's okay to just wear a mask as a, around your chin once you get inside, which I don't understand. So we stayed, you know, more than six feet away from from them. But um, one of the nurses, like, came up to me and she's like, you guys can sit down, you know, like, it's okay. And I'm like, we haven't been out of our house since March 21st. And I'm just really overwhelmed. And she's like. Okay, I'm sorry. Anyway, we were back there within, like, five minutes. Because I was feeling really overwhelmed, like, yeah. in that situation. And she was so nice. And she asked how we were. And I just kind of was truthful. So, after that, it was much better. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's pretty much... You know, again, it's... I mean, I would say the next day or two, we won't even be able to tell. Yeah, I agree. So that was pretty great. And that was three days before your birthday, yeah, I want to say. Yeah, happy birthday to mommy. So, the first quarantine birthday. Yeah, tell us about how your quarantine birthday was. It was so special. Um, Phil had scheduled all these, like, conversations with my friends throughout the day on, like, video chat and... He spaced them apart, you know, and it was funny because um, he had tons of other stuff planned, too. Um, but I ended up just, like, talking to my friends for so long that um, we had to, like, do it the next day. Celebrate me the yes. next day, We had to too. stretch it out into two days. Woe is you. Well, it's funny. I mean, it is wonderful. I don't know, in my brain, I like, okay, well, 10 minutes, 15 minutes to talk to each group of people. and Phil's not a, like, phone talker like I am. Well, it's not that I don't like to. It's just, I don't know, I was just trying to, like, come up with an estimate, and it wound up being more like, you know, <laughs> half an hour, 45 minutes, an hour of chatting. These are all, you know, it's all friends and uh, and family that we, you know, haven't been able to see in a while. And so we just had some great conversations. I mean, of course, I sat in with you. 
I loved and, it. And uh, it took much longer than I anticipated. But also, I mean, not like I wanted to shut people off. I'm glad I spread it out as much as I did, so we didn't have to. Yeah. Um, you know, so it was. It was, it was super I really special. Enjoyed that. That was I really enjoyed it, and you know, I'm usually never have time to talk to people on my birthday because we're always traveling and this was really like different and special and yeah i really enjoyed it so and of course um i got lots of presents and because usually all i ask for is like take me around the world (laughs) (laughs) and we can't do that right now i got a lot of like physical presents that was really fun. What was your top so, two or three that you got? Uh, I'm mixing Mother's Day with... I'll correct you if you got with, them mixed up. Um, birthday. But, um... Probably... The Lego was for... That was for Mother's Day. Oh, Okay, so Phil got the Office um, version of Clue. That was hard to track down for a reasonable price. And that is one of my favorites. We played it recently. We'll talk about it later. It's crazy but, because like it came out quite a while ago, but now the Office is like in vogue again. And so people are paying ridiculous amounts of money for yeah. it. And I'm not paying more than like retail value. Yeah. So it took me a long time to track it down for what it would have right. originally cost. And another really special present was really a surprise. I've been like talking about this Sweet Valley Twins book I read when I was like in sixth grade, and that it was such a weird, bizarre book because she like is in an amusement park and gets, like, sucked into a world. And I said it was so different. And anyways, Phil tracked down the book and found it for me. I was kind of proud of that one because you you say you've been talking about it, but you mentioned it, like, last September or something. <laughs> and I made note of it then. And then... I've been looking for it. Well, it didn't take that long to find, but I didn't want to, like, buy it right away. I mean, like, give it to you right away, you know? Because I didn't want it to be obvious. I wanted you to forget for a while that you had talked about it. Yeah. It's more effective surprise that way, you know? <laughs> and you read it, but you can talk about that in fiction books. Yeah, I will. So it's good. Birthday, you're also leaning on your Anne of Green Gables yes. VHS tape pillow. Don't it's forget. It's very comfy. I love it. New couch pillow. Yeah, so it was a good birthday, huh? It was great. We played games. We did other fun stuff, too. It's good celebrating you on the uh, in the quarantine. Yes, Wasn't it was. Bad. One of my friends dropped off some presents on my door the morning of my birthday, and she she texted me and said, "I left breakfast, lunch, and dinner on your doorstep," and I was like, "What?" And we went and looked, and she got me three diet cokes from McDonald's. The best present I mean, of Janelle can get. <laughs> so, I just have a lot of people that I love and that love me, and it was a very special day. I think it's funny she thought that three Diet Cokes would last you three <laughs> meals. <laughs> I stretched them out that way, because she said, but... Okay, yeah, yeah. I could have. Sure, sure. <laughs> so then, wait, Father's Day was in there, too. 
But you guys did something for my birthday meal because we couldn't go out oh, yeah. to the place. Janelle, you say that like we chose to, but Janelle <laughs> demanded that we... She's been doing, as you know, copycat recipes, and she demanded <laughs> that we do one for her, which was a... Uh, what was you, what's it called? Fettuccine Alfredo. Fettuccine, it was just fettuccine Alfredo. It wasn't anything like... It was chicken, right? Yeah, but I grilled the chicken because... You guys were scared. There was well, no, it wasn't scared to grill it. It just we it was <laughs> too many. Steps. There's so many steps because we did the salad and breadsticks from Olive Garden. Mm-hmm. We did the fettuccine and the sauce and like that's a scary sauce to make because you got like the cream and you can't like break it or it ruins mm-hmm. the sauce. I don't think we did it perfectly. I think it was okay. It was great. I loved it. But I was like, and then you're like, okay, oh, you do grilled chicken in there. I'm like, it's too much. I can't do it. Oh. <laughs> So, so I threw in. some on the George Foreman. Yeah. Did you cook your foot while you and were then, at it? <laughs> and then Phil's like, how do you do this? How do you make multiple things? I can do simple multiple things, but there's so much going on. And I had the kids helping me, too. Yeah. It's just crazy. But anyway, it was good. It was great. So then, shortly after my birthday, we celebrated the world's best dad, Phil Vecchio. So yeah, we already had Mother's Day in quarantine, now we had Father's Day in quarantine. Mm -hmm. You guys spoiled me with a lot of fun things. Janelle's theme for a lot of my presents was stuff to treat my calluses on my feet, (laughs) which I won't go into great detail because I know you guys don't want to have to hear all about it. But I have, I will just say I have very callous feet because I walk around barefoot everywhere, especially now uh, that we're home all the time. Like I got these like foot masks for Phil. Like they're, they're high end. They're very expensive. I read the reviews and they work 98% of the time. And I put that on Phil. Your feet are supposed to peel and you're supposed to have like soft. Ew, I told him I won't talk about the details. But it didn't work. You didn't peel like even a little. Top 2% of gross, callousy, <laughs> crusted feet. That's all. I don't know. And then um, you stepped on a thorn. Well, that was the crazy part. I didn't know it was, but like my foot was hurting for like a while. He and couldn't I, even walk. It got to the point where I was hobbling around, and I kept having Janelle look at it, and she couldn't, couldn't see anything. I couldn't see anything. There wasn't even a hole or anything. And eventually, because, again, my feet are so callous. She, like, had me soak my feet, like, multiple times, dug in with, like, tweezers and needles and everything. And after getting through, like, several layers several. of callous skin, she dug out, like, a big old thorn that had probably been in my foot for... Who knows how long. I think it had, like, worked its way in Because there the wasn't callus. even, like, a, a hole or a small hole where it could have gone in. It had to be, like, weeks. Yeah. Festering. But once she took it out, it was, like, such a relief. It was, like, you know... Those, like, fables of, like, the mouse taking the thorn out of the lion's foot. It felt like that. Like, I could walk again. It was miraculous. In exchange, I make Phil massage my hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's all even. (laughs) Don't worry. And we won't talk about my gross feet anymore. Because I said I wouldn't, and then we did. You know, somebody else might be a callous sufferer and really appreciate the tidbit. It's not so much suffering. Like, I don't mind. I like having tough feet to walk around outside, but sometimes when they get dry and cracked, it's uncomfortable. Well, if you need more tips, 
<laughs> well, if people really want to know more they foot, didn't work so <laughs> we could do a whole well some of it works just not all of it you could do a foot corner if you really want to talk about it more all right but what was the sweet thing well okay so you guys did all kinds of fun stuff for me throughout today but easily the highlight of the day was in the evening they you know because when for janelle for mother's day we did like a movie night mm-hmm. and the kids wanted to do something sort of similar but they set it up, and they actually recorded a video using the green screen. Mm-hmm. And did you help them edit it? I helped, or? That, I helped them edit it and shoot it because there's only two of them, and they were in the Yeah, movie. but Audrey's been really into editing videos yeah. and stuff, and so she's been working on that. And Janelle posted it on... Their new YouTube channel. On their new YouTube channel, which is um, Vecchio Life Show Yes, on, on YouTube. And it was really cute. They did it like it was a at like AMC movie theater where they have the pre thing and it shows the, the people showing up to the movies and ordering their cokes and people laughing at the theater and spilling their popcorn. They did like a whole pre-show edit thing, but it was like directed at me. They're like, you know where the exits are because it's your house. Yes. All kinds of great little gags. It was so cute. I laughed because it was genuinely funny, and I, like, cried my eyes out because it was so sweet and cute. So, if you guys want to see it, you can at the Vecchio Life Show YouTube channel. Give give them a sub- subscribe. They'll be so excited. Yes. Yes, they And it is, so the channel will be geared towards kids, so if your kids like to watch YouTube. That also means you can't comment on it because it's yeah. automatically disabled if it's, like, kids yeah, and stuff. So. which I think is great. Um, so... Anyway, it was just super cute. They're going to post more things. I think by the time you hear this, maybe the other one yes, that we I'm did. I'm going to post that tomorrow. Because we talked about recording that when we yeah. did the um, Master, Master Chef, Chef Junior. Junior. Audrey finished part one. Yes, it'll be a two-parter. She's so cute. She's <laughs> such a good editor. And Luke's like doing the voiceovers and the graphic design. Yeah. Like, they're a little filmmaking team. I know. YouTube stars. So anyway, that was pretty special. Father's Day was great, too. And the final holiday we had here uh, in the United States, um, that is, was 4th of July. Yeah. And since we're on lockdown, and they also, um, you know, canceled every fireworks show everywhere, obviously, for safety reasons. Um, Cases are on the rise here in California. Yeah. So. But we, uh, you know, we were doing stuff. We went and played Frisbee golf in our backyard. And while we're out there, like, tons of people all around are shooting off fireworks. And some of them are, like, really big, like, in the sky, like, professional fireworks. And eventually what we did is we, like, brought our lawn chairs out and just sat in our I backyard. I brought out Italian sausage dogs. And we just watched the, like, illegal fireworks shows <laughs> all around us. It was, like, 360-degree show. Yeah, you could just keep spinning around and all around us. <laughs> And Audrey said, you know, it might be illegal for them to shoot off their fireworks, but it's not illegal for us to sit and watch them. <laughs> and again, Phil cried. What? You were so weepy. Just sitting out there with our kids. They were like, this might be our favorite 4th of July ever. <laughs> we're never home on 4th of July. so. It was also like the most classic, like, sitting in our neighborhood, watching a fireworks show, <laughs> eating sandwiches, like, out in our lawn chairs. Like that scene in the Sandlot when they're all running through yeah. the town, you know? It's great. Except we just couldn't, like... No crowds. You <laughs> any crowds, yeah. So, whew, that's a lot of news. It's a lot. Yeah. 
Well, we better uh, roll it along here because we got some more stuff to talk about, guys. Let's uh, let's do it. Let's do vacation pants. Put on your vacation pants. All right. So something you can check out on my vacation pants YouTube is our virtual trip to China. So if you remember correctly, we're you know obviously home. We're not traveling this summer because of all the stuff going on, and so each day. The kids choose an envelope from a bag that has mm-hmm. all kinds of... Each day, each one has an activity to do the next day. One of them was a virtual trip to China. Yes. Tell us what you did. So, we decorated the house with some, like, paper lanterns. And then we um, we uh, watched some educational videos about China we learned some of the you know traditional chinese fra- phrases on um duolingo it's like a language app and um we made chinese food and you looked up tried to I find, tried like, to find actual like, authentic yeah, recipes like from from different re- regions of china who knows how accurate it was but we tried and then we did um google earth like the locations we would have visited and we kind of like showed the kids what it would be like and they said the hardest part is like but we want to go and i'm like we will go someday you know this is just to get us excited about it um and just to learn about you know where we're gonna visit someday and then we had fun with the green screen and made our own virtual trip to china trip and um, I posted it on my YouTube channel, so you could see that there. We've basically been making a lot of YouTubes. <laughs> and we watched Big Bird Goes to China, let's not forget. Oh my gosh, that movie's so good. So, yeah, that was fun. What other things have we done? Which other activities? Any highlights? So the highlights were, um, for me was the we did a scavenger hunt yes but i um you guys had done one for my birthday yeah we didn't talk about that on your birthday and so i decided i was gonna do one for you guys to do because we wrote challenging ones that took you like all day to do it yeah so because the kids wanted to write clues to give you the clue board game yes super cute but um, I decided that I wanted Phil and the kids to have a challenge. So I did this, like, digital um, scavenger hunt. You can actually lock answers on Google Forms. So you can, like, say, oh, this is a lock and, like, have people solve a puzzle to get the lock and then write it in. They put in the lock number and that'll open up the next... It's almost like a digital escape room. Yeah. Except you're moving around and stuff, too. So we did a pirate scavenger hunt, and the kids found chocolate gold. That's pretty fun. Um, Let's see. Other ones we've done, we did... um, Well, today's was fun. 
we did an a- Animal Crossing through the years mm-hmm. where we listened to all the Animal Crossing, or listened to, we played through all the Animal Crossing games, like old ones that Janelle and I have played that the kids have never played. So we look at our houses that we haven't visited in forever, and then the kids started their own like characters in each one. Yeah. So that's pretty fun. We haven't been in 192 months. To the original Animal Crossing, yeah. It's been a while. Some of the villagers were very angry with us. And a lot of them have moved out. Sad. And a lot of cockroaches in the or Yeah, a lot house. of cockroaches. And then we did an index card stem challenge. We had to build tall towers with index cards. No tape, no scissors. Just yeah. the same amount of cards. And Audrey won that one. Yeah. Um, and then we did a board games we've never played, which we'll talk about. In board games. In board yeah. games. Um, we did Big Bubble Day. Yeah, you got these cool giant bubble blower things. Yeah, it's like $18.99 on Amazon. It was cool. It's called South Beach Bubbles or something. And we got bubbles that were like six feet long, and we got some of them that were like, you know, like they make the big long tube ones, and then we got spherical bubbles that were probably, I don't know, four feet in diameter, like yeah. enormous. Huge. Super, super cool. And um, those are the highlights. Yeah, there's lots of other good ones. We've been doing fun stuff every day. In addition to choosing the main activity, we also choose a different type of exercise each day. Yeah. Because we found that by being at home all this time, even though we've been going in the backyard, we have not been as active in our daily lives. And so we have to, like, really plan out some exercise. And so correcting some of the damage from those early days mm-hmm. of the uh, the quarantine, but the that's pandemic. been fun. Like, we rotate through various video game type ones, like Wii Fit or the Ring Fit Challenge, but we've also done things like, well, playing Frisbee golf outside was one, or, uh, you know, doing a video. We've done a lot of uh, old exercise videos, yeah. like Mousercise and... Kathy Smith's Step Aerobics. Yeah, so we've had some fun doing silly Tomorrow stuff Tomorrow like we're that. doing circuit training, like I used to do at Curves. Yeah. So that'll be fun. Can't I can't wait. <laughs> so that's been our uh, vacation for the summer. All right. Well, that's it for our vacation. And up next, we've got a top five. Every time a bell rings, we give our top five. So it's my turn to pick, and mine was actresses. Top five actresses. Now, you're going based on talent as an actress? What are are your qualifications here? Just five actresses you enjoy the most. Oh. Well, see, I didn't know that was what we were going (laughs) on. Oh, my gosh. All right. So my first favorite actress is Kate Blanchett. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> now am I supposed to I'm supposed to tell you if I have one that's also on your yeah. list. So or do you want me to tell you until I don't that's know. Mine. Tell me. No, Is I'll I'll reveal there? it. Okay. I'll reveal it when I do mine, I guess. I have followed her since, you know, she just started acting and I just really enjoyed her versatility and I really love her as an actress. And our friend Jeff always says he can't ever tell, like, what 
character she's playing because she's that good of an actress. She's like a chameleon. Yeah, she just changes in her role. And actually, we were just watching a preview for Hannah. Yeah. The other day. The old movie. The old which movie I love. Hannah, not the TV series. But um, she was so good in that. Like, oh, she's so good. Um, my second favorite actress is Tina Fey. Oh. Because she's an amazing um, writer, but this is acting, and the stuff she's written for herself to act <laughs> in is some of the best she's very funny performances ever. Um, so I just, and I've read her book, and she's just, she's fantastic. <laughs> and then next um, would have to be Jenna Fisher. Oh, yeah. Um... Anything outside the office? Huh? Anything that you like of hers outside yeah, the office? Yeah, she was in a movie called um, Giant Mechanical Man. Yeah, um, Which, it's like a little indie thing, but um, I remember watching that movie back on Netflix years ago, but I found out recently by listening to her podcast, Office Ladies, um, that she met her husband, her current, huh. yeah, her now husband she met. I think he wrote the movie. Anyways, but um, huh. I I thought that was cool. It was a really good movie. Um, and um, I also love her in comedies such as Blades of Glory. That's the one I thought you were going to mention. Um, <laughs> Walk Hard. Like, she's she's a great... She she's really a, good. She's a great comedic actress, but um, the giant mechanical man showed her like her range, her range, and All right. of course the office. I mean Pam Beasley. Oh, I know, she's amazing. Please, please don't throw trash at me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she has so many great one-liners. Yeah, she does. So, yeah, love Jenna Fisher. Um, then um. Recently, she has just topped onto my top five. I always have loved her, but wow, with um, Catherine O'Hara, yes, like as Moira on we call it Pooh's Creek, <laughs> yes, <laughs> to keep it PG, but um, she is a phen- phenomenal comedic actress yes. and. She's been in Waiting for Guffman and, you know, Best in Show. And she's been, she's just amazing. So I had to put her on the list. And last but certainly not least, I had to put Linda Cardellini on there. Freaks and geeks. Because her performance as a teenage girl in Freaks and Geeks is probably one of the best performances of a young actress's yeah. career. I mean, I know she's been on ER and she's in some she's new Velma. show. She's Velma in Scooby Doo. I, I know she's done other stuff, but she's also a voice on Gal or I mean on Galaxy Quest. Why did I say Galaxy Quest? <laughs> she's also a voice on uh, Gravity Falls. Yes. She's done a lot of great stuff since. I just Freaks and geeks. So, 
That's my top five. All and it right. was really hard. I had so many of them. It really is hard. So gosh, who came up with this? <laughs> Me. <laughs> who came up with the top fives? <laughs> All right, my top five actresses. Number one, I put Tony Collette. Oh yes. Um, I love Tony Collette. She's phenomenal in a number of things. One of them is about a boy, though, which yes. is one of my all-time favorite movies. And so that, I mean, her performance in that is just mind-blowing. Yeah. But she's also so funny. I loved her in, like, recently she was in Knives Out. Um, and let's <laughs> not forget The Sixth Sense. Yes. Like, her range. Talk about range there between right. Knives Out, About a Boy, and The Sixth Sense. Like, you couldn't get three more different, different. roles. yeah. Now, in picking these two, I tried to get... Because there's some... Like, I thought of Linda Cardellini, but I tried to pick ones that had a wide range of stuff that I could, like, say that she'd done. Not just, like, one thing. So, Jenna Fisher. Not that I don't like other stuff that mm-hmm. she's done, but... You know, had to have like a little bit more just as a way to narrow it down. Doesn't yeah. mean I don't like them because neither of those two made my list, but I do love them both. Yeah. Well, I love Tony Collette. Uh, she's not on my list. Number two, Kate Blanchett. She is fantastic mm-hmm. in everything. Like you said, so many things. Um, and, and so chameleon like mm-hmm. that you just. She turns into the. Yeah. role she's playing. She's in Lord of the Rings too. I mean, yeah. come on. She's amazing. <laughs> I love her. Um, number three, also another repeat, is Catherine O'Hara. Um, I mean, come on. <laughs> like you said, all of the Christopher Guest stuff she's done. Um, you didn't even mention she's in Home Alone. I she's know, the mom in I Home know. Alone. Um, she's just so always been so funny and started out on SCTV. I mean, I've been watching her stuff Forever, and I love her. Midnight at the Oasis. Mars, where's that? <laughs> See, there you go. Uh, number four, I put Rachel McAdams. She almost made my list. Now, here's the interesting thing with her. Like, the first movie I remember seeing with her, we watched on our honeymoon. Yes. And it was uh, that the girl, what was it, with Rob Schneider? So dumb. Hot chick, the hot or chick, yeah, yeah. It was, I don't know. We should watch it again because it's probably Schneider. like a dumb, it was funny a Rob movie. Schneider and Rachel McAdams body switch movie, and it just felt like it was just a really cheesy one. It wasn't, I didn't hate it, but it was cheesy, so I didn't like think much of her. But then Mean Girls, she was like big time on our Phenomenal. radar, like just incredible. And then every movie since then that we've seen her in, we just really, really, really have enjoyed her. I, the I like, Notebook. All right. Well, I didn't. I don't care about that one. I didn't watch that. Whatever. But I'm just saying, she has always been really good. And then with her performance in the Eurovision movie, which we'll yeah. talk about in a minute, she was amazing. And I know she didn't sing all the parts, but she did sing some of the mm-hmm. stuff. And just her her acting, though. I just I love her character. Yeah. And I. Anyway, I really like her, and I put her on the list because she had such a wide range of things. Yes. But also, she's Regina in Mean Girls. and Regina. That's such a like iconic role. Like, yeah. I can't imagine another person being her. Yeah. Stop trying to make fetch happen. <laughs> so, 
There's that. And then my fifth one, I put Janine Garofalo. Oh, yeah. I love Janine. I used to love Janine. Absolutely love her. She hasn't done anything in a while. She hasn't for a while. She's done some stand-up recently, but it's been a while. But, I mean, she's, first of all, done lots of stuff with Ben Stiller, including the Ben Stiller show. Yeah. Romeo and Michelle's High School Reunion. The Truth About Cats and Dogs. Mystery Men. Yeah. I, I just love her, and she's really funny. I think her particular sense of humor She's is a very, very funny. good comedic actress so yeah so that's my top five yay and my honorable mentions are oh my gosh <laughs> not near as many as the others and i'm just gonna do rapid fire Fair. i won't even say what movies they're in that i love except for one per each uh francis mcdormand fargo good tilda swinton Chronicles of Narnia? I do love that, too. But, Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe? But also, she's fantastic in the Marvel, as the ancient one in the Marvel movies. All right. Doctor Strange. Okay. But also, Chronicles of Narnia. She's just great. Carol Lombard. Uh, I didn't want to just pick modern ones, and she's fantastic. You know what movie I love her from? Yes. Um... Not Great Gatsby. My Man Godfrey. My Man yes. Godfrey. But she's also Mr. and Mrs. Smith with uh, from Alfred yeah. Hitchcock. And love, if you've got a good screwball comedy, yeah. there you go. I was going to put Grace Kelly on mine. All right. Then I got Carol Cleveland and Connie Booth. That's a double mention. I have no idea who They're they are. basically the two female members of Monty Python. <laughs> are you serious? You didn't know this? You know, Monty Python, a lot of times they did the female acting of themselves, but the actual females they got. Um, Carol Cleveland was more in the series, but Connie Booth was also, well, she was married to uh, to John Cleese and did like some stuff in the movies. And I think she had a couple bits in the show as well. So how do you not know that? Oh, my gosh. Wait, what, what's oh, my gosh? It's just, you're really pulling honorable mentions. That's not a pull. I love Monty Python, and the female members of that crew deserve a mention. <laughs> Molly Shannon. Yes, she almost made my list. Uh-huh, I love her. Uma. Let's not forget Uma. She's about cats and dogs. She's about cats and dogs, and she's also in Baron Munchausen. Yes. I love that. And uh, that's it. See, that's not a very long list. Mm-hmm. That's pretty short. It's just top five or top 200. I just, I make the rules. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you can do an honorable mention if you need to. You have more self-control than I do when it comes to making lists. Apparently I do. That's hard though. Like there's so many good actresses. And I mean, I know that we're forgetting like tons of others. Yeah. All right. I do think it's pretty impressive though that two of the top five we had in common. Yeah, of all the actresses. Yeah. That's pretty good. Like, in the world. And notice who wasn't on either of our lists. Who? Meryl Streep. That is true. I do, however... <laughs> she did... Uh, she did... Um, really do well in a movie we both love. I have, I have had harsh <laughs> things to say about her over the years. And, you know, to be totally fair, like, I don't think she's... There's definitely worse actresses, but I just... Never understood the hype that Meryl Streep gets. Like, she just seems like she's very Meryl Streepy in everything. Like, you can tell it's Meryl Streep from a mile away just because she does a different accent or something. <laughs> it's just Meryl Streep doing another accent. But she's done a couple things that I, two things that I really enjoy. Mm -hmm. One more than the other. One of them, uh, that movie, what was that movie called with the like conjoined twins? 
They're stuck together. They're stuck together. Is it just called stuck together? Yeah, I think it is. Anyway, but she played herself in that, and I thought her part of her playing herself was funny. Oh, the three. Because the second one is She-Devil, which is, again, a dumb old one, but I liked her part in that. But more recently, she was in uh, Florence... Foster Jenkins. Florence Foster Jenkins, and she's phenomenal in that. And for that, I think that makes up for a lot of it because I absolutely adore that movie. Yeah. So, you know, maybe, maybe I, maybe I should you reconsider. Never you never know; she might come on your top five. I don't think that's going to happen anytime <laughs> soon, but you know, let's try to bring some positivity into the freaked. world. Sometimes I do feel like that when you you find out like, oh, she's going to be in it, and then you see it, and you're like, ah. <laughs> There she is. There's Meryl Streep. But you know what? Sometimes maybe, maybe I just didn't give, I haven't given her enough chance. Maybe. Florence Foster Jenkins. All right, it's time to move along to movie time. Movie time. We haven't watched a ton of movies. But we've watched more than I thought we did when we first started the list. So we're going to go through them quickly because, you know, people got things to do. So let's rapid fire. David Brent, Life on the Road. So this follows um, David Brent from the British office. And he comes back and um, takes a few weeks off work to go on a, a tour of his band and that he paid people to be in. Oh my gosh. If you watch the original British Office, this is like an essential follow-up to it. It's so funny. It is so cringy. Extreme cringe humor. So if that's not something you like, this is not the movie for you. <laughs> it's funny because even like in kid shows, Luke has decided like he's not a fan of cringe humor. Like he'll uh-huh. watch it, but he's like, oh, I don't like it. Yeah. But I love it. Like there's nothing better than watching something that you just can't just stand like, to watch. Uh... And that's what this is. Like, it's extreme cringe. So be warned. Yeah. If that sounds good to you, then you should, like, totally yeah. watch it. Um, but I thought it was really funny. Yeah, and that was your Father's Day night at the movie. Yeah, that's what I picked to watch. Um, <laughs> then next up, Eurovision, the story of Fire Saga. Okay, you guys. I have the songs from this movie on repeat. If they were still selling CDs, which they don't anymore, I would have bought we the soundtrack. Would definitely buy that. It yes. is so good. It is not just a cheesy Will Ferrell movie. Although it is very much that. It is that, but it's so much more. I, I laughed until I peed my pants, and I cried like real tears of. I think we all did because this is one we watched as a like streaming party with my family. With your family. I don't think I had ever, like, actually cried at a Will Ferrell movie, and I was, like, sobbing at yes. the end. In a good way. Like, yeah. it's amazing. It's it so funny. so good. And the music is really good. Yes. I was uh, shocked, because I thought this was just going to be a dumb movie, and it is. But and then you'll get on the internet and look up the history of Eurovision, and what an amazing thing it is. It's like the Olympics of music. Each country submits their artists and they have a competition. I get, you know, a country against country. And so Will Ferrell um, and Rachel McAdams play um, the Iceland team. The Iceland team. And it's 
shot in Iceland. <laughs> but the real life thing, it's like a mix between like the Olympics or the World Cup and like American Idol, uh-huh. but like times a thousand. Like it's a huge cultural thing. Yeah. That most people in the United States aren't even aware of. I knew, I had a vague sense. I like I knew it existed. I had read a couple of things about you know like mo- monumental. You know the first person from this country to win uh-huh. or whatever. But very little. Like, I, you know, I kind of was aware it existed, but didn't know much about it. And then read a bunch more about it when this movie right. came out. Um, it's fascinating. And it's just such a good movie. Yeah. All right. Well, that's that's a lot. But I definitely recommend it. I mean, it's very PG-13. You know, don't watch it with little kids or whatever. But, yeah. But it's... Uh, it's a... Tr- if you can handle that, it's, it's pretty... It's great. It's pretty good. Which takes us to Blackbeard's Ghost. Yeah, this is like all over the place, man. Um, we, so we watched some old movies on Disney Plus with the kids. We've been going through some. And I love Blackbeard's Ghost. And I think it was still fun. I what don't do you think, think I'd ever seen it before. Really? Yeah. It didn't for sure. ring a bell. I always liked it. Was it was fun. It's, uh, it was one that I rented, you know, the old clamshells at the video store. Yeah, the, clam- the Disney clamshells. It's got a mix of some of my favorite Disney things, which are your fish out of water humor mm-hmm. and their invisible jokes. Yeah. Your good old fashioned invisible Disney jokes, you know. Um, it's great. And they used to have a thing for, from it in Pirates of the Caribbean because this movie came out right when Pirates of the Caribbean opened. I think it was like right after, or maybe right before, I can't remember. Um, and it used to have a thing in there, and they took it out when they redid the Johnny Depp stuff. And I was always really bummed about that. I think I pointed out the painting of him to you about a million times. Yeah, you did. Uh, I did. Phil doesn't like change. I don't. I like things the same. In fact, one of the things we did, because I don't like change, for our daily uh, activities picking was to watch VHS tapes. Mm-hmm. And I picked out some VHS tapes, and we did Elimination Game with it. Most of them were short little, like, music videos and things like that so they don't really fall into the movie category but there were a couple that we watched definitely your favorite was the uh leslie nielsen stupid little golf video i don't understand i don't understand who they made that for i have like is it for golfers who like want to like have a sense of humor definitely that's one of the audiences people like me who Hold on to old VHS tapes and uh, like dumb humor, you know. But there were jokes in there you don't understand because they had to do with golf. But I love that. I love analyzing what a joke means and why it's not funny to me because I don't know about what the things are. They shot it in Banff, so... It was like a travelogue. That was fun. But then they just kept showing the same mountain from the golf course. <laughs> I have a three-tape set. Like, I have three different ones that I collected over the years. There's, like, Leslie Nielsen's Bad Golf and another Bad Little Golf video. And this one's Little Stupid Video or whatever. And then Phil's, like, to the kids, oh, do you want to watch the other two? And they're, like... Okay. That was just messing with them. I knew they didn't want to I'm watch like, more. You don't have to like watch it just because Daddy likes it. We can have different opinions. <laughs> They're so sweet. Uh, I thought it was funny. It's super dumb. You know, I mean, he did it like after the Naked Gun movies and stuff. So you know, he was doing that stuff. But 
Uh, the funny part is, though, I had them. I've watched the other two, but I bought this one on tape. Who knows at what point? It was shrink wrapped. It was still shrink wrapped, and it had the 50 cent price tag from like a yard sale that I picked it up at at some point. So we watched it. Well, that brings us to another movie from my childhood. Yeah. We watched the animated version of Velveteen Rabbit. Now, it's interesting because you say the animated version, but when I looked it up, there are multiple animated and live-action versions of it made throughout the years, and this one is not one that I had seen before. Well, this is one I watched with the daycare kids, okay? My mom had a daycare in our home growing up. We had a lot of kids VHS, and this was one of them. And our mom, my mom <laughs> even gave it to me after she moved out. Yeah. So it's the original copy. Crazy. And how did you feel about it? It didn't hold up, guys. Yeah. It did not hold no. up. The animation is really bad. Um, the story is, like, depressing. It always has been. That's the thing. That, <laughs> like, that story has always been the most depressing. Uh, but it also is the story that teaches kids not to throw away their toys or never to get rid of anything. It's yeah. part of how I became then, a young like, hoarder, you know? You know, the little boy gets, like, scarlet fever or something, so he has to quarantine, and then yeah. they have to, like, burn all his stuff. Yeah, that was like, a fun thing to watch right now with the kids. <laughs> it's so sad. <laughs> Anyways, I, I think I think I'm good. I don't need to watch that one again. So back to stuff we've watched on Disney Plus. We're kind of all over the place here again. We watched Iron Will. So good. There's a whole Disney did a whole run of dog, dog sled movies. Because <laughs> there's Iron Will, they did White Fang, they did A Call of the Wild. Uh-huh. They did, um, well, didn't they like Snow Dogs or something like that? There's like, a whole... I'm pretty sure there's at least three or four others where Disney do, does these live action uh, sled dog movies. So I don't know. Every once in a while, they just be like, hey, it's been a while since we did one of those. Let's, Let's break out the, the sled from But the in studio. the 90s, though, there was like mm-hmm. a whole bunch. Because White Thing and Iron Will came out pretty close to each other. Well, I'm... Oh, and, and Call of the Wild, didn't they? I said that already. I'm excited to watch, um, uh, not Iron Will. Iron Will's what we-, we watched that. We haven't watched White Fang yet. Okay, White Fang, Ethan Hawke, one of my We're faves. Gonna, it's really good though. I I, I really like that. I mean, yeah, I like the book fun. too. So, uh, then we watched the two National Treasure movies, one and two. Those are really good. It was movies. fun too. The kids really liked it. It's it's, it's fun. Yeah. It's a fun family movie. It's like Indiana Jones Light, if you've never watched yeah. them before. Yeah. Um, you know, it all takes place in the United States, though. Yeah. <laughs> but it's fun. I don't know. They're just they're fun little adventures. And in it's Nicholas Cage. In too, they went international. Did they? They went to Paris. Oh, that's right. Well, barely. <laughs> For like one scene. And I scene. think England, too, because they had to go, they had to, like, break into the palace. Oh, I guess so. I guess the they did do it more in but that in one. the first one, it was all it was all in it, but mostly in the U.S. Even in that one, mm-hmm. yeah. But um, it's Nicolas Cage being very Nicolas Cagey. Oh, totally. And you gotta like that. So. And then we watched another classic. We watched Willow. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that movie. The kids really liked it. And then we busted out the NES game afterwards and played that, mm-hmm. which is like one of the best licensed NES games, I think, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like, it was really, really good. 
it's kind of like a mix between the first two Zelda games, and it's really fun. And Luke especially really liked it. We busted out Rocketeer too, and that was not good. No, the game of it because we watched the movie. We talked about that last time, but the game not so much. Well, the Rocketeer on NES is fun, but the Super NES one is like a dumpster fire. Yeah. It's horrible. It's like an old MS DOS game that they just directly ported onto the Super Nintendo, and it shows. Yeah. And then in the the book club with uh, Grandpa, the kids have been reading Wizard of Oz, the Wizard of Oz series. So after they finished the first book with him, we watched the Wizard of Oz. The original. The original. Judy Garland. You know, it's funny because it's one of those things, kind of like, uh, I, I feel like... Um, it's a wonderful life. That's what it's called. It's a wonderful life. Mm-hmm. Those movies that are like super classics that people watch over and over and over again. It's real easy to think of them as just dumb old movies because everyone watches them and they're on TV mm-hmm. all the time. And you kind of like forget like how, how good it good is. They are. It's like that movie is so good. <laughs> yeah. It's great. It's not just and a kids movie. No, and like timeless classics. Yeah. But all, I mean, the humor is really funny. There's some great songs. I know, I lulled. It's, I lulled in The Wizard of Oz. It really is. There's a reason it's a classic. And it's again, it's easy to dismiss because of just the ubiquitousness of it. It's everywhere. Yeah. But if you haven't watched it in a while, give it another chance. It's yeah. really good. And uh, we're gonna, the kids are going to watch Return to Oz after they read the third book. Because the third book in the series... Second and third are what contribute to return. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll watch that when we get to there. And then I hope Audrey can handle it. Oh, she'll be fine now that she's read the book. (laughs) Luke had already watched it, and so he knew what to expect. And uh, that's it. That's a lot of movie time. Yeah. We didn't go as rapidly as I said, but oh well. Okay, well, we've got so much more to talk about because it's been a while. But we'll record next week, too. So. Yeah, so we'll pick up some of these categories because we've got TV shows to talk about, video games to talk about, fiction books to talk about that we've been doing. But um, we're going to pick that up on the next one and do one last little quick segment, and it's music. So, you have some very exciting news. Yeah, we absolutely do. So, this year, 2020, is the 20th anniversary of Popbox Music, which is my record label that I started 20 years ago. Um, and we had a lot of really big stuff planned for this year. Like, I had, <laughs> my goal was I had like six or seven releases to put out this year. And, we're going to do a concert in December and all kinds of exciting stuff. We're going to do concerts throughout the year. Well, yeah, we were going to do a couple things. Yeah, that's right, because we had one planned in June, in, no, in May. And then we were going to do one, the one in December and maybe some other stuff. Anyway, obviously all that stuff has just crumbled apart, you know. Some of the things, some of the release plans are still in place, but some of it is going to have to be postponed. Well, one of the ones that was planned and is actually coming to fruition we actually got uh this last week we got a new cd by rb brown um which is really exciting this is a guy that we did a release a solo album release uh, last year um he is from australia 
And he was in a band called Sal Paradise, which is how I know him. He was on Tooth & Nail Records, and then later on Velvet Blue Music. They put out a record with him as well. And super great. Like I said, from Australia, and which is really cool. And I got in so touch with him. So good. Very talented. And so he did, we did one release of him last year. And that was an album he had recorded in like 1997, I think. Mm-hmm. And then just never like released it and asked if I wanted to help put it out. And it went well and he liked it. And so he asked if I wanted to put out his newest one that he just recorded um, this time. And so we did. And it was supposed to come out earlier this year, but... Due to all the stuff going on, everything kind of got pushed back a bit. But we actually got the CDs, and it's actually out now on a we lot of digital it. platforms. So the album is called Touch. The artist is R.B. Brown. And um, you can find it. It's already out on iTunes and Google Play and maybe some other ones. It'll be coming out to Spotify and other stuff. I don't know if it's hit there yet. It hadn't yet. You know, It kind of takes a while for it to propagate to all the systems, but it will be out to all those other things soon, so keep an eye out. Check it out. And if you out. want a good old-fashioned hard copy... Yeah, those will be on sale soon through our <laughs> store. I'll announce it how much it is. are those? Ten buckarinos. So, you get your your physical media if That's you right. still like that. We do very short runs of physical media now, <laughs> FYI, because... There are some people in the world like me that still like to have them, but I know a lot of people just want it digital these yes. days. Um, so anyway, you can get uh, you can get that um, wherever you listen to your download stuff. So that's really exciting, um, and we've got other ones that we'll be putting out um, throughout the year, hopefully if things go well, and maybe into next year. I think we might just push off our big anniversary celebration to be the 21st celebration. Yeah. Because hopefully things might be a little more on track by that point. Um, but yeah. And then one other thing I wanted to mention, we're, uh, actually going to have a guest come and join us soon to talk yes. about, uh, this, another artist that we've released stuff with over the years on Potvox music, Eric Kennedy, who was in the band Paravel and before that August moons, which we've been releasing ever since the very first release mm-hmm. of Potvox had him on that. And he did uh, a new solo single that he put out. And we're going to be talking to him about that uh, with a little brief interview on our next episode. Yay! So that's pretty cool. So R.B. Brown, Eric Kennedy, look that stuff up. And uh, I think that's going to do it. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll be recording again soon to talk about all we'll, that other we'll stuff. We'll do it more regularly, guys. We always say that, and then we see, but we will. I think we will. You can see why, after listening to this, why it's been a while. It has been, (laughs) on top of all the stuff going on in the world, it's been a roller coaster the last couple weeks. So, yeah. But, thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate it. Again, if you'd like to write us, mandarinorangeshow at gmail.com, or you can uh, find us on Facebook and message us there, or whatever. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, so for the Mandarin Orange Show, I'm Phil. And I'm Janelle. And we talk so you don't have to.